0: Please join me in the litany of praise and remain standing for the glory of Padre and prayer of invocation. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house. that he is the true light of the world. In our time of new beginnings, I pray that we will learn from our past mistakes and look forward to a promising future as individuals, within our families and friendships, and especially as a church family here at Northminster. Please be with us now as we open our hearts and minds to the message we are about to hear. In your loving name I pray, amen.
1: This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the worship of God here at Northminster Baptist Church on this, the first Sunday in Advent. We especially welcome those of you who are visiting with us today and hope that you are truly blessed by worshiping with us on this day. Today is the first Sunday in Advent, and we celebrate with Christians all around the world as we begin a new church year. And we also celebrate the beginning of a holy season that prepares us for and leads us to celebrating the birth of the Christ child. In keeping with a long-standing Northminster Advent tradition, we will gather as a community at 1 o'clock in the Great Hall, both to prepare and deliver gift bags to the boarding homes served by Stewpot Community Center. We invite you to join with us today as we bring holiday cheer to some of Jackson's most vulnerable citizens. Today is also in addition to being the first Sunday in Advent. The first Sunday in a new era of our church history. Today, Chuck Poole begins his second tenure as our senior pastor after four years serving as a community minister in inner city Jackson. T.S. Eliot once wrote the following, we shall not cease from exploration and the end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and to know the place for the first time. Chuck, today you are returning home. And in some ways, Chuck will know this congregation for the first time. We too have been exploring for the past four years. So today marks a sort of homecoming for us as well. In some ways, we will know Chuck for the first time. We look forward to seeing how you have grown over the past four years, and also to sharing with you how we have grown. We are thrilled that Chuck is once again with us, journeying with us as we all seek to follow in the way of Jesus. Because Chuck has always had a special place in his heart for children, it is fitting, I think, that on his first Sunday back with us, we are celebrating a baby dedication. Today, Nason and Jane Claire Williams will bring forward Patricia Alexander Williams to introduce her to this congregation and to dedicate her to God. Today is indeed a wonderful day in the life of our congregation. Nathan and Jane Claire bring little Alex forward to introduce her to you and to dedicate her to God. Present here today also are both set of grandparents. And I'm sure many of you know Jane Claire's parents, Lee and Tricia Boyd, because they have been members of our congregation for a long time. So we celebrate with you all Please join with me in prayer. Gracious God, tender keeper of our souls, in your majesty you spangled the stars across the heavens. In your humility you came to us as a tiny baby. Bless now, O oh God, this little life before us. Guide Alex in all her days and in all her ways. As she grows, grant her strength to resist temptation, courage to do what is right, compassion to love those around her, and grace to know that you are always with her. We ask that you also bless Nathan and <coughs> Jane Clare Award. Grant them the wisdom they will need on this journey as parents. Keep this entire family in your tender care holding them in your everlasting loving arms, arms that will never, ever let them go. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. Please join me now in the litany of dedication. We are here today to present Patricia Alexander Williams to the church and to dedicate her to God. Who brings this child for this holy
2: purpose? What can we affirm about this child?
3: That she is made in the image of God, and is the child of God by creation.
2: What will this child be told about her faith
1: history?
3: She will learn about Abraham and Sarah. This child's name is Patricia Alexander Williams. I am bringing Alex out among you as a small sign of the great truth that she is a child of the church. Nason and Jane Clare, along with Alex's grandparents and other family members, will certainly bear the primary responsibility for shaping and nurturing her life but they will not do that alone. We, the family of faith, will join with them in loving and nurturing Alex. Some of you sitting in this room will teach her the stories and the songs of our faith. Some of you will give her her Youth House Bible and chaperone her on youth mission trips. And who knows in what wonderful ways you will nurture and shape the life of this child of the church. God bless you, child. Kiss of peace.
1: It is tradition at Northminster to present infants who are dedicated with a Peter dove. This dove is, of course, a symbol of the Holy Spirit symbol that wherever she goes and whatever she does in this life, God will be with little Alice. It is also a symbol that she will never journey alone, because this congregation, this family of faith, will surround her with love and journey
3: sir Homer. <laughs> uh, and thanks to all of you. Uh, Mark, Marcia, and I are glad to again worship and serve with you, and we thank you for for your kind welcome in every way. Thank you very much. The first Sunday of Advent finds us bound to believers throughout the whole wide earth by the hopeful light of a single flame, and by the lessons of scripture which the common lectionary has given the church of our Lord to ponder on this first day of another new Christian year. So here now, a reading first from Isaiah chapter two. The word that Isaiah son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house will be established as the highest of mountains and will be raised above all hills, and all nations shall stream to it. And many people shall come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, so that God might teach us the ways of the Lord and that we might walk in the paths of God. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And God shall judge between the nations and arbitrate for many peoples. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they study war anymore. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. And this reading from the book of Romans. You know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone and the day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness or debauchery or licentiousness or quarreling or jealousy. Instead. Let us put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
4: Dear friends, as we go into this time of confession, hear these words from Psalm 145. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all, and his compassion is over all that he has made. Let us now go before this good and compassionate God to confess our sins. Let us pray. brothers and sisters rejoice for the witness of scripture tells us that the God who created us loves us and indeed through Jesus Christ forgives us brothers and sisters again I say rejoice our sins are forgiven almighty and gracious God this very morning we are awash in newness. We celebrate a new church year. We celebrate the new little blossoming life of Alex Williams and the dawn of a new stage of our journey together as a church. For these many blessings and so much more we are deeply grateful And we want to express our thankfulness to you for your faithfulness to us in all generations. For all that has brought us to this place, we say thank you. For all that keeps us in your grace, we say thank you. And for all that you have in store for us, we say thank you. And so, awash in newness, we are also awash with hope. That deep hope that the scriptures bring to us about a new heavens and a new earth, when you will make all things new. Help us not to keep this light of hope to ourselves, but to carry it to dark places. And help us all to also to remember in dark times the promises that do resound in Scripture, that even now you are making things new in both us and in the world. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear the sights and sounds of that newness. And give us the grace and the guts to help work for your kingdom coming. O God of hope, we pray this morning for those that we hold dear, for those whose lives are marked by pain, struggle, and deep anxiety. We pray for those whose lives bear ongoing heartaches and those whose difficulties threaten to overwhelm them. We pray your grace and comfort with them and that you would gift them with a deep sense of your never-ending faithfulness and companionship we ask that you would enter into every human heart that cries out for a glimpse of your love, for a sign of your welcoming presence, and that you would gentle the ache of their journeys. And as the people you call by your name, as the people you have gifted to be the very hands and feet of Christ, we pray for the strength, courage, and compassion to reach out to those around us who are hurting. be with us and be among us as we learn better how to be Christ's body on earth. May we so shine that others will sense your presence among us and see you through us. We pray all of this boldly, with confidence, in the name of the one who calls us his friends and asks us to give all for the sake of your kingdom, Jesus Christ
5: On this first Sunday of Advent, we turn in Scripture to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 24, verses 36 through 44. But about that day and hour no one knows, neither the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. So too will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field, one will be taken and one will be left. (coughs) Two women will be grinding meal together. One will be taken and one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have left his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready for the Son of Man is coming in an unexpected hour. This is the gospel of the Lord.
3: Peace of our Lord be with you. And also with you. The second chance is located on Highway 80, about two miles west of the Metro Center Mall, halfway between the Footloose Lounge and Betty's Bar and Grill. The first time I saw that white cinder block building with the big brown sort of earmuff shaped sign that says, the second chance, I did exactly what any of you would have done. I wheeled the Saturn into the parking lot, straightened my tie, grabbed my Bible, and headed for what I naturally assumed was going to be the North X. You can imagine my surprise when I looked in the door and saw not long brown pews, but round red stools. Instead of candles, pool sticks. Instead of satin pyramids, Velcro dartboards. I never did find the sanctuary. I guess it must have been upstairs or around back because it had to be in there somewhere, everybody knows that any place with a name like The Second Chance has to have a church inside it somewhere. After all, the church's great story, the story to which we have given our lives, the story we all just promised to teach little Alex, is from start to finish, A story full of second chances. It starts early, all the way back in Genesis, where God gives Adam and Eve a new set of clothes and another chance at life beyond the gate of the garden they've lost. It continues in the book of Numbers, where God decides to destroy the murmuring Hebrew people only to be persuaded by Moses to give them another chance. Then there's the book of Hosea, which begins with God declaring everything over for backsliding Israel, but ends with God promising that Israel's best days are yet to come. Same with the book of Zephaniah, which begins with God's angry declaration that all humanity is going to be wiped from the face of the earth, but ends two pages later with God's joyful announcement of yet another second chance. And then there's today's reading from Isaiah chapter 2. In Isaiah chapter 1 it sounded as though there was no hope for God's wayward people. Thus says the Lord, when you stretch out your hands to me I will hide my eyes. When you pray I will not listen. You and your deeds will burn together with no one to quench the fire. What could possibly sound more hopeless than that? But then in the very next chapter, in those words we read this morning, Isaiah declares a new vision for the same people, a vision full of joy, peace, and hope for the future. Despite the fiery indictments of Isaiah's first chapter, his second chapter is quick to say that a second chance is on the way. All those second chances, and we haven't even yet crossed over into the New Testament where an unnamed woman in John chapter eight will be given another chance, a chance to go and sin no more, where Mark, who had just given up and walked away, will be given a second chance to make it as a missionary, where Peter, bless his heart, will receive any number of second chances in response to any number of blunders and failures. And speaking of Peter, Did you know that one of those little Bible books that bears his name even says that the crucified Jesus descended into hell where he preached to people who had already died? So that, according to 1 Peter 4, 6, though they had been judged in the flesh, they might live in the spirit. Well now, What do you suppose that means? That's the kind of second chance we weren't even allowed to wonder about back where I came from. (laughs) But if you think about it, it fits. It fits with the story of God. A story which from start to finish is filled with surprising, amazing, undeserved second chances. Of course, we have to be careful with all this talk about new beginnings and second chances. It's never quite that simple, is it? Unfortunately, life is not a big, smooth blackboard where the past can just be erased consequences of our earlier choices are not somehow magically wiped away by our second chances. Adam and Eve got a second chance, but the garden was still gone. Second chances are beautiful things, but careful speech requires us to say that they do carry with them the weight of all that went before. That's the bad news The bad news is nobody gets to start over from the beginning, but the good news is everybody gets to start over from here. That, of course, is true all day, every day, but it is never more true than it is on this day, because this day is the day when the far-flung family of God throughout the Whole wide earth starts over and begins again. Every year, year after year on the first Sunday of Advent, believers of every continent and color and language and nation make a brand new start on the same old journey. For the whole far-flung family of faith, this is it. Another second chance. Another first Sunday of Advent when the candle of hope carries a torch for any of us who need to start over and begin again, which is all of us. So let us all come to this table of communion in deep quiet, serious, genuine, absolutely truthful repentance, saying to ourselves and to one another, thanks be to God for another second chance. This table of communion is as open as the arms of God's grace. It is the Lord's table. And if you are the Lord's child, you are welcome, welcome to receive this bread and drink this cup and join us in sacred and holy communion. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Be After supper, he took the cup of wine. When He had given thanks, He gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is My blood of the new covenant which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of Me. Thanks be to God for for the life, death, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus. Thanks Thanks be to God God for the table of spirit of Christ, our Lord, drink this cup. In response to the mercy and grace and relentless love of God. We invite you now into this time of response.